well, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the world's worst NASCAR podcast. I, as always, am Turnpike. I'm Green, as always. Are we going to finally get back to a regular recording schedule? Maybe. Sorry, we've been a little weird recently, and, and Monday, you know, with it being the 3rd of July, I was at the lake, so we couldn't record on Monday, so we're recording this a little bit later. I was ready, guys. Well, I'm us, not the problem here. Some of us spend time with our family, so... I mean, I'm just, that's just how you made me spend time. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I'm forcing you. (laughs) Touch grass and spend time with family. No, I hope y'all had a great 4th of July. We hope all of you still have all 10 of your fingers. I mean, it's a little late to say we hope you keep all your fingers. So we just hope you did. Yeah, we hope you did. There's nothing really we can do about it now. However, if you didn't keep all 10 of your fingers, feel free to tweet us on uh, Twitter at uh, RSO. uh, Actually, it's Right Sides Only Podcast. So, okay, speaking of almost losing fingers, or I guess sheds in this um, story, um, which I say that, it wasn't a huge firework. It was literally a North Carolina firework. Oh, yeah, we have sucky fireworks here. Yeah, where we have rules where you can't buy fireworks that, like, actually shoot up in the sky. A projectile fireworks. Yes, you cannot. It's not illegal to... Well, no, this one wasn't a North Carolina firework. I forgot. No, it wasn't. It did shoot a little bit. There's some that can shoot a little bit, like five feet, and that's okay in North Carolina. But no, this one's a legit one. So we we uh, we did nothing illegal. We did not buy fireworks out of state and bring them in state. Uh, it's not illegal. My my grandpa's a neighbor. On the other hand, um, he he gave us some fireworks. Apparently, that was very nice of him. Well, here's the thing: our lighter stopped working. So. My grandpa had some of those little Bic lighters. Well, I was a good child. I did not smoke. I did not use them things. I hate them things with a burning passion. And um, I finally got sick of burning myself. So I picked up the firework. And um, it was a kind of cylinder thing. It was not very tall. It's not one that was shooting way up. It was kind of kind of a cheap real firework, you know? And um, I pick it up, I light it, and then go to set it down. This was dumb. But I light it, then I go to set it down. It did not land. It lands sideways towards the shed. (laughs) So then I started to go back, and then I uh, came to my senses and realized, don't don't risk it. (laughs) backed up and sure enough fireworks are shooting towards my grandpa's shed everything ended up okay but it was it was a great moment of you know that could have been worse it could have been like the fireworks that caught on fire by that minivan you know that video that goes around every year every every year every year every year it's so insane how that escalated so quickly like i'm surprised it didn't escalate more quickly with the uh gas tank well like fireworks are one of those things where they get very out of hand very fast yeah it's like explosives it's like anything well, it is explosive i mean yeah well i'm talking like like legit explosives you know anything with gunpowder or anything like that gets out of hand very fast so you got to be careful with that sort of thing but the best firework story we have is this was 2016 2017 i don't remember i'll have to date it because i was on FaceTime with these girls from a cruise, and that's why I remember it. And um, we were at my aunt's lake house. She has a lake house. And we were down at the lake. So it was like a big, it's like a 
big, big driveway up to the top of the hill. And then at the bottom of the hill is where the dock is at the lake. Yeah. So we were like, oh, sweet. Let's go. So a bunch of us, and this is Tennessee, so we get the good fireworks. So we got a bunch of those, and we went down there to the dock, and we were shooting the projectile fireworks, like yeah. the big ones, like like big, big ones, like yeah. that you buy for like town hall, like communities and stuff, yeah. where you can see them from a good distance. And they come with like a special launcher, and you light them, and it's like a grenade. You light them, and you drop them down in there. It's like a, it's like a little tube. And you light them and you drop them down in there. It's like a mortar, really, is what it is. And then it shoots way up in the air and it explodes huge. Like, huge, huge. And we were doing it, a, we were doing a bunch of them. And my dad and my cousin were going back and forth, lighting them, dropping them, pow. And we're all down there like, man, this is awesome. And we did so many of them that you kind of get into like a rhythm of like, you know, your brain expects it. Light it, drop it. Pow. <laughs> and then it goes up, and then a couple seconds, boom. So it's like light it, drop it, yeah, launch. So <laughs> somehow, I don't remember who did it, but one of them put in one of the fireworks after they lit it. They put it in upside down. <gasps> so it goes light it, drop it. And that counts off, and it's taking longer than normal. And he's remembering. He's like, I put it in upside down, and he starts booking it. And it's like I was looking at it because I was 30, 40 feet away, and I'm looking at the tube. Instead of it launching up, it's like it all of a sudden you just see the firework just kind of bloop and just come out like a foot over the, the launcher. Oh, no. And then it explodes. <laughs> So it's like those like full-on fireworks, like the projectile <laughs> fireworks that you see at Disney World. It destroyed course, it, didn't big. it? I don't think it did. It it just shot up out of the tube. It was like something out of a movie where it's like the grenade like bloop, just like comes in the window and they're like, uh-oh. Well, this one, <laughs> it was literally like tube, whoop, and then it exploded. And it was like a full-scale Wait, did firework. it explode outside of the tube yes, or in the it, tube? Yes, it exploded outside of the tube. <laughs> but it was on like a foot over the tube. So I just remember seeing my dad and my cousin going like this and like bracing their face as like the little like firework like shooty bits are going everywhere around them like it's a war zone. That was awesome. It was very dangerous, and nobody got hurt. But at the moment, that was hilarious. Here at Right Sides Only, we would like to remind you, do not try with the stupid things do we do. Do not blow yourselves up. Well, I didn't do it. I was just a bystander. <laughs> I'm just telling on I'm someone who did I'm just telling on someone that did, yeah. Don't so, be like them. That was hilarious, and I'll never do forget Do not that, try at home. Anyway, speaking of fireworks and the 4th of July, some things are different about this year's quote-unquote 4th of July kind of weekend race. I was pleasantly surprised. I was so into this for so long. I was looking forward to this, and all I heard all the time was all these boomers on Twitter. I'm not going to name any names, but I know a lot of them. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, this is stupid because they're abandoning their audience, and nobody's going to watch this. And it's we literally be a just fun. had a race at North Wilkesboro. Yeah, it's like, what? Do you, what do you, you can't have you it can both do, ways. Yeah, you can do both. You can, yeah, anyways. I always tweet out, I tweeted it out twice, I think it's like Nigel Farage or whatever, he's a UK politician. He has one of my favorite reaction videos of all time when he was talking about UK independence. He's like, last year I told you I would come back as a member of the independent UK. 
you all laughed at me. You're not laughing now, are you? And that was my tweet. And that's kind of how I felt, is people were giving this event so much shtick and just so much ridicule. And it turned out to be better than I actually expected. I had pretty high hopes. I didn't have high hopes, but this blew what I had out of the water. And I'm just thinking, what what if? What if it didn't pour the rain? Oh, yeah, it would have been even better. I mean, we had a spectacular race, and um, we'll we'll talk about the weekend overall here in a little bit. But uh, well, I, um, I I will say the the rain. I'm very sad that it it poured the rain, but it being a wet to dry race and any sort of oh, racing is insane. always fun. Yeah, so that added a great layer. There. Rain, so, I don't mind. It's the monsoon and the flood. That... I think my favorite tweet. Yeah, this kind of goes into what you're saying. Is let's see here. I think I retweeted it. Because people were talking about it. Because if you need if if you need rain in your city, call NASCAR. Because yeah, every time true. we show up anywhere. So I, I, I retweeted this. You might have seen it from me. So this is at three thirty PM in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh let's see. <laughs> this was since seven AM. So a full July usually sees 3.71 inches of rain. Okay. That's, uh, That's Chicago for the month of July. Yeah, Chicago for the month of July. The day there was the NASCAR Chicago street race in, like, Chicago Lincoln, there was seven inches. Oh. They got twice the annual rainfall of the month in one day. And it just happened to be the day that NASCAR was there. So if you're going through a drought... Call NASCAR. Call NASCAR, buddy, because they'll get in there and they will do it. So preferably have a road course or a short oval. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> preferably one of the or a super speedway. If you need, if I mean, we absolutely cannot race on a super speedway. So if you build one, we're it's going to rain it out every time because we can't race on. So that's just how it works. I was trying to say, hey, let's do something we can race. Nah, if you need if you need like a lot of rain, build a super speedway. The rain will come. But Shane Van Gisbergen. <laughs> they finally said his name right. It took them did you catch, so long. Did you catch where uh, Jeff Burton tried to say his name and missed it and his entire segment was just gone? No. It was so funny. It was on like the last lap or two to go. And like Jeff Burton goes, and it's just. And then there's like 15 seconds of silence. And then it goes to, I think Dale Jr. was the. No, it was a Bagman. Oh, was it? Yeah, he was the next one. Bagman. I was down in the holler at our lake house. So there's. There is some reception, but it's not great reception. So I would watch like 10 laps and then it go out and then I'd fight for it to come back and then it'd come back and then I'd watch another 10, 15 laps. I'm very lucky. Um, I My NBC app just refused to play the, the race. It refused to do anything. Van SBG holding on. I think it's very interesting. 
it's very interesting to see <laughs> like Americans pronounce very exotic non uh English. It's very convenient that we're recording this on a Thursday cuz I had like 4 days to learn how to say this guy's name cuz I uh, SVG sounded like a good option on Sunday. I think uh Rick Allen made a good call on that. No, I thought it was hilarious, but it's it's funny because <laughs> I do so many things in the euro kind of the eurosphere kind of thing where I'm kind of better at pronouncing names that I that aren't, you know, based in on the English language like a Van Gisbergen. Yeah. You know, if it's like people trying to pronounce uh Verstappen, people couldn't pronounce that forever. It's a pretty easy name, but yeah. however, it's it's kind of hard for people to pronounce. Uh, Raikkonen. I can't spell Raikkonen, but no. I mean, how fun is it to say Valtteri Bottas? <laughs> I mean, like it's such a fun name. I enjoy I enjoy names that are that are different. So, um, also I've been following supercars for a while. Not like, like I want to be completely transparent. I haven't been like a diehard supercars fan. Not enough to make a podcast. Not enough it. to make a podcast about it. But I watch it when I can, and I try to watch highlights as often as possible. But I'm not like I don't have like super viewer or whatever it is to like watch live races. Um, I might after I might now, but that's one of the things that I really want to get. But it's like finding the extra money to get it. I would get it if I had just had money laying around for it. I just don't know that I would like use it enough to justify it when I don't really have it extra laying around. I want to though. Like I really want to watch those guys because it, it's Australian NASCAR. And I feel like it should be right up your alley, because you like the stock cars, but you like road racing too. Yeah, that's why I watch all the highlights because it's. Have you it's ever seen my some thing. of the Bathurst One Thousand stuff? Yeah, it's awesome, dude. <laughs> I raced that. I like. I was not raced. It was in a test session, but I did that track on iRacing. Holy cow! Some of those turns are like, it's so fast and it's so hard to really like keep your brain wrapped around it. Also, take a NASCAR um, like truck or Xfinity car there. That's that's pretty hilarious. That would be kind of wild. That would be kind of wild. So let's talk about because this is fresh on my mind. Is people are talking about in the in the after the interviews they said well he's like I've got a year on my deal but after that I might consider coming to NASCAR. He's going to be here in at least two years, maybe one year. People and then his uh, the the company he races for were like. Well, we're not going to stop him if he needs to get out of his contract early to go full-time stock car racing. Everybody's like, man, he's going to come this year. And it's like, dude, if I was him, ain't no way I'm leaving supercars for NASCAR right now. Think about it. I mean, I was watching the Eric Eset video about it earlier. He's like, yeah, he might come to NASCAR. He's 34. That's a prime for a race car driver. It's like, yeah, he's won, what, two championships in Australian supercars the last couple of years? Like, two out of three? Why would he give up that to come run NASCAR, where he's not guaranteed to be able to run a super speedway, anything else? Probably, definitely not a championship. Why did Marcus right Ambrose do it? Because Marcus Ambrose did. I'm just saying, it just doesn't make sense, I don't think, to abandon the style of racing that you're so good in you know you're you're winning all the time to, to i mean of course that could be the reason that somebody like that would want to is I, hey this is too easy i'm going to go race something else i think it ultimately comes down to what is valued more you know is the jump from australian supercars to 
cup cars, is that seen as a plus? Is I don't know how it's viewed in Australia. Probably, I know Australian in Australia it's going to be like national. Be like, yeah, nah. they're going to be like this is our sport. Yeah, but as far as like a world, a global view on motorsports, what is a higher class of motorsports? Well, that's kind of something you have to look into a bit. Because I'm biased, but I think NASCAR is the higher one. Well, you have to also keep in mind that the national motorsports community is kind of separated from NASCAR. NASCAR is like, yeah. well, it's like that in all of our sports. You know, like the world plays soccer slash football. Everyone's very involved. You know, the English Premier League has fans literally all over the world. And they're more connected in that way. And then it's like the NASCAR slash American sports are kind of in our own ecosystem. Yeah. People come and go between, but it's not baked into the the fabric of that culture. Yeah. Our stuff isn't. And their stuff isn't really ingrained into ours that much. That's the thing. It's like, where would you put NASCAR in forms of global motorsports? Does it fit between three F3, F4? Does it fit between? There's not really a good place there's, to put there, it. It's apples and oranges. You exactly. Can't, you can't compare them. And that's the interesting thing is I don't know if you would say Australian supercars, apple to oranges or not. Because they are quote-unquote stock cars. There's obviously differences in them, but not a ton. Versus, I mean, Australian supercars are going to have mostly road courses. Do they do any ovals down there? Not that I'm aware. Not that I remember. It's been a while since I've went. But, I mean, it's... Everywhere. If they have one or two, it's a very minute part of the schedule. I'm not sure. I just know when I, like did the supercar um when I did the supercar on iRacing mm-hmm. it had an oval setup they they might, I just I don't, don't so. know if that was for the sim racing community or if that was a genuine yeah they race oval sometimes yeah. I also want to make it clear to people that try to get into other kinds of motorsports ovals are distinctly american yeah, it's not. They're, they're distinctly an American thing. I like both because I think there's a good mix of all of them because they all represent different forms of driving. What I like is that it represents kind of what you do when you're driving anyway. It's just, hey, we're driving in the streets of Chicago like you are. We're just driving extremely fast. That's what a we stock car. We are just car, racing. That's what a stock car should be. So you've got all the different types. You've got. Street courses, because that's where cars drive. You've got road courses, because that's kind of like driving the backwoods. And then you've got ovals. And the way I explain ovals to people that aren't NASCAR fans and aren't familiar with oval racing is it's the fastest and most efficient way to watch people race in a straight line. Because that's really what an oval is. It's we can't put a start line here and a finish line there and say drive for 500 miles straight. Because that's, in all honesty, that's what that really is. I don't really agree that it's, with you there. It's, it's how far all. can you complete 500 miles? Who can complete 500 miles first? I don't agree. We can't just stretch it out and say go. So you have an oval. And then it used to be flat ovals. And then it's like, well... We can add some banking to this. There's a little bit more interplay between that. You know, it's not as much pure speed. It's about a little bit more craftsmanship now. The biggest thing with oval that a lot of road um, people don't understand is just 
how on edge you are and how much finesse it takes to um to keep the thing facing straight while still going as fast as everyone else. It's a lot more on edge and it's a lot more um you don't get as much time to reset in between a corner or something, you know? Um my ideal motorsport is you have a car. Whatever kind of car it is, you have a car. You take that car to as many different track types as possible to find out who is the best driver of that car. So you'll have mile and a half, you'll have super speedways, you'll have short tracks, you'll have mile tracks, you'll have street courses, road courses, dirt tracks. To me, obviously there's some cars that can't do all of them. F1 on dirt is not something we're looking forward to anytime soon. To be fair, NASCAR on dirt isn't something I'm looking forward to either. No, so. I want it to happen. That's the <laughs> I, thing. I, I, to, it, if, it will, if it will drive on it, it should be raced on it, okay. in my opinion. And you are testing to see who is the best in that car. I think if we're going to do this thing where it's like, hey, if you can race on it, you should drive on it, why haven't we reopened a beach course yet? Because that was quintessential NASCAR, was racing on the beach. Okay. I, I would love to do it. I mean, other than the logistical, oh, no, Kyle Larson's throttle stuck and he's in the ocean. <laughs> other than that, I don't know why we haven't done it. <laughs> Cody Ware has drowned after Oh, Rick that's Ware. not so bad. Rick Ware. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. Flip, I, I, made, I made sure to say Cody because it wouldn't get me in his hot water. Is Imagine like, like Cody was like, in some terrible accident and the car ends up in the ocean. Okay. Well, you've got to do how many safety restraints? You said Cody's where? He's in the what? <laughs> do you get it? Cause, cause where? Rick uh, you see, it's Cody's funny cause that's where? his name. Yeah. Eh. But yeah, the logistical nightmare of that. I'm still up. <laughs> I am still up for my idea that I pitched to the NASCAR weekly podcast guys of why aren't we doing a backwoods race? Like a, like a road course. Because but it's in the backwoods. You'll have William Byron flying down the Blue Ridge Mountains. Well, I'm saying like there needs to be a safety the... wall, but come on, guys. We can come up There's with something. There's too much. There's we can come much. up with something. And it'd be too hard to broadcast. Yeah, why even try it then, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I, I say that. WRX. The what? WRX, the rally oh, cars that... Uh, well, I've watched Rally, yeah. It's Rally... Uh, WRX is just the name of the game. I, it may not be that may not be the name of the series. I may be looking like an idiot over here for that, but they do straight line races. I say straight line. It's a one way course. It's not yeah. a. Yeah. They do them and they video them. I don't know how efficiently, but um, especially when we're holding broadcasts to as high of a standard as we are, I think it'd be hard to do a one way track. Plus the. It doesn't add up with the well, not one way track. I don't know, but anyways, my point is, um, with a series to me, you get a car and you should not do too much of any track. We have too many mile and a halfs. We should have more short tracks. We should have two to three dirt races. We should have two street courses. We should have. I think we got a good number of road courses. I would change the courses we're at a little bit. But to me, just give me an equal level on almost every track and see who's the best at that car. 
But anyways, we went off a wild patch. Oh, yeah. So, SVG coming to Cup. Should he? There's money there. Sweet. Yeah, go for it. I think it's the money that's going to draw him there. But it's all about how he values it, I guess, personally. Because there's no real global idea of where NASCAR and V8 align. You know? Mm-hmm. And my thing is, you know, I'm about, I like having, like, brands and team names and stuff. If he doesn't go to, if he comes to NASCAR and doesn't go to Trackhouse, I will be very sad. Yeah, he, that's the one thing that's to kind me. that's kind of a good brand. The The problem with him coming here, if he doesn't make it here next year, it's not big, It's not going to be because of any of his V8 requirements. Yeah. It's because there's not a spot here. There, there should be. <laughs> And that's that's a crazy thought. It's like you have someone who came in, beat everybody at a road course on his first try. First try. Never driven this car. Also, something you may not have thought about or you may have heard someone already tell you because it's been talked about by other podcasts. He is driving and shifting with the opposite hand. Because mm-hmm. on in yeah, V8 supercars, he's, he's on the right side. He's, he's shifting right side. with his left hand. When he's in the cup car, he would be shifting with his right. It's very different. Like it's it's a very little well, sounding like, you know thing, but it's a huge rhythm with like driving a car at all in a different country where you're on the right side. You know, I'm like how much that throws off your whole game. He Imagine could have, that in a race car. He could not have won this thing, in my opinion. I could be wrong. He could not have won this thing with an H pattern. Maybe. I could be wrong. Well, yeah. Sw- swapping hands for but, an H pattern. I'm just thinking about if I was driving an H pattern and it was on the opposite side, I don't think I could do it. And it's, it's, they it both just makes have, so much sense in your brain. Both cars have the uh, um, sequential shifters. Yep. But if we still had like last gen where it's an H pattern, I think that would have been spicy. Yeah. I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. It would have, he would have been probably, he would have done well, but he wouldn't have won because he'd be trying to get the rhythm in. But I could be wrong. Could yeah. be wrong. I but. love. I just love seeing the the exposure and stuff that did because it's one of those things where people like you have like superstars or whatever. There's like people that everybody know, but then there's people that follow a certain thing are like legends. You know, it's like if you go up to some random person on the street, hey, do you know who Shane Van Gisbergen is? No. You go up to a motorsports guy or whatever, it's like, hey, do you know who Shane Van Gisbergen is? They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a super guy. He's ridiculous. So I think it was super cool where a lot of the exposure that he brought to NASCAR wasn't just in the popular sense because he's like, in the grand scheme of things, he's not that much popular, more popular than a NASCAR driver. I'm going to be honest, I had never but, heard of him before well, this race. Well, you have, because remember I sat and showed you the video of him doing the burnouts. Was that him? Yeah, the guy that did the circles yeah, around the trophy. Around the trophy. Chalked <laughs> the wheel on the wall while it was burning up, went and got the trophy and then held it out. Yeah, that was him. I remember, that might have been when the news broke, because you're like, I don't know who this is. And I was like, let me show you a video. So um, so I'd heard of him once, but it yeah, had no recollection. But where he kind of did, and Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen have been doing this too, it's brought the attention of other like international motorsports figures. 
Because it's like, well, if Shane's doing it, then we'll see how Shane does. So it was like one of the leading articles. Um, and it was talking about Max Verstappen, who Max Verstappen stayed up to watch the Chicago street race to cheer Did on he? Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah. The quote is, he was literally screaming watching Van Gisbergen and NASCAR win. Also, I was. This was one of the first races where the last two laps, I was like, go, go, like, like verbally like cheering for somebody. Dude, the, the top two. Let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Justin Haley. I'm going to, we're going to get into this with with RSO picks, but I am going to launch a protest against the finishing order of this race. Because it's not true. It's it's not right. We'll get to that here in a minute. It's not right. But uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, NBC posted that this race had more viewers than any NBC race in the last six years. Huh. Weird how that works when you do something cool that people want to watch. Now, the question is, do we go back? Absolutely. I don't think we will. I don't know if we can. I don't know if logistically. It's, no, the mayor's going to back us out. Oh, maybe. Would I the, saw... it, it, the mayor said he was going to assess it in a process. Okay. Would so, that not? Maybe. To me, know. that means I don't want to, but if we'll see what the terms are. Yeah. That's going to be a thing that it's kind of going to be. I think it's going to be out of NASCAR's hands. It is. It's going to be a thing where it's like. NASCAR's going to be again. ready for it. Yeah. But the mayor's going to have well, the final. If. Here's my thing. If. We cannot do it in Chicago. It needs to happen somewhere else. You can't tell me that a city like Charlotte or somewhere, we can't figure out somewhere to do a race. By next year? By next year, probably not. But eventually... It's either going to be Chicago next year or nowhere next year. This needs to be something they do, like the Coliseum race, where they can take this and... Which they can. Yeah. But this needs to be something that you look at kind of moving around and throwing it. Absolutely. Yeah, now I'm I'm a little mixed on the thought process of do I want to establish something or do I want to see this move around? Because street courses usually take a few years to kind of catch on. Catch on and get sorted right. But on the other hand, this would be such an I don't say easy, it's not an easy thing to do this, but it's such a simple way to just be in the face of big markets, you know? And if you do the same one, then the city just knows, yeah, it's a thing. They close our park. Yeah. You know? If you do this for two years and then this for two years, you're you're wrecking a whole new city with a yeah. whole new audience base. So um, I'm very mixed on how I feel about that. If we're not in Chicago next year, we're not going to be anywhere. There's not enough time to figure this yeah. out. What they've been working on this race since like 2019. Yeah, was when this yeah started kind of getting. This is going to take. I think with the fact that they've actually done it now, I think they can get it figured out in a little more than a year. If Chicago says no, I think we'll be somewhere for 2025, as long as the cities want us. But I really do think the cities are going to want us after what just happened. You know. Yeah, the crowd was there. I know it was so many people that was their first time ever. 70%. I saw uh, this uh, Instagram model I follow on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, she was at the race. TikTok sent her to the race. You might notice that she's TikTok wearing a... TikTok sent her? Yeah, the TikTok creator people. Apparently, they sent some people over there. Um, she didn't post the pictures till Wednesday. She didn't post anything there. She didn't say anything about NASCAR or what she was doing. It was just pictures of her there. And she wore a McLaren Formula One shirt. 
So <laughs> that's awesome. But to Madeline's credit, she did wear one of those Etsy Dale Earnhardt hats. Okay. Like the generic hat with like yeah. the sewing that someone made. It had Dale Earnhardt on it. And apparently she had a good time. She was down in the pits. I think she was near the Stuart Haas pit box. It was like, okay, that's, yeah. that's wild. Um, it's a poor decision, but no. <laughs> it, it is kind of weird to see the difference between when all of the the popular people get paid to go to F one. They're like, oh wow, F one, this is so awesome, yeah, this is so cool. And then the ones that get to go to the NASCAR things are like, thanks for sending me. Yeah, here's two pictures. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I it kind of stinks, but we'll see. But I think people that were there tended to have a good time. Oh yeah. It looked like a fun time. I wish I wish that it was somewhere where I could have been like, yeah, let's do it. Then again, I wouldn't have paid that ticket price anyways. Um, but well, it's a lot. If you're used to your sporting events like Bulls games and Cubs games being expensive, then it's probably not that bad. Yeah, you're right. It's just whatever you're used to. We're not used to that. So I want to see what you think about this. So we roll into this weekend, Saturday, and the Xfinity race gets rained out. Yeah. NASCAR kind of broke its own rule, which in the rules it says they can do that whenever they want, pretty much regarding any rule. (laughs) So basically the rule book is like, hey, this is what we probably should do, but in all honesty, none of that matters. We can do what we want. But they chose not to resume the Xfinity race, which ultimately t- was going to be the right call, I think. But what do you think about the fact that it was before the point where we're supposed to call it, we called it? Do you want to know my honest opinion? Yeah. You want to know my honest to goodness? I think I know what you're going to say. Well-researched, deeply in-depth, well-thought-out opinion. What's that? I don't care. I knew that's what <laughs> you're gonna say. I do not care. I, what are you gonna do? It was I just mean, like I mean, what option do you have? Stay there Monday. <laughs> that's not an option. It was an option. <laughs> I don't think so. But no, it, it was. It they been. had they had a contract through Monday. They had a contract through Monday. Well, that sucks. Anyway, you don't want to do that. So yeah, no, I I agree. I have I, no I, problem with him calling it early. <laughs> I agree. I was just curious if you had any thoughts on it because that was kind of a when they announced it, it was like a oh okay. So that is an option because want, we've want, been preached so long that it's been halfway. You got to make it halfway. And I think that's going to be the case, except for stuff like this. Well, yeah, that's why there's the at our discretion. Like, think about it. If this is a for easy, let's say. I also say thought a, it was funny that it was two laps before halfway. Yeah. So it's like, okay. It's not like it was 20 laps in. They were like. You're basically. It's not like they ran three laps and called it. Like, yeah. it was. Yeah. It's not like you went out behind the pace car to start the race and then said, okay, that's it. Half points. At spa. Yeah. Yeah. But. Stupid. Um, yeah. You know, there was a conversation, and I think it would have been hilarious because I'd be curious to see if anyone's... Well, no, they have wet tires. I forgot. There was talks about sending them out behind the pace car yeah. for two laps. If that's... if Honestly, if that would have made everyone shut up, then do it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but they just decided... Well, here's the thing. They couldn't even do that, though, because was, they would have had to done it Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Because the town kicked everybody out on... Mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. I I'm just so mad at everyone being like, Hey, look at this unfortunate event. We shouldn't have done this. 
It's like they can't control that. You know, that oh, was NASCAR can't control the weather. Oh, wow. What a loser. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a, I started to be like, yeah, this is going how I thought when Xfinity got stopped because of thunder. Then the city kicked everybody out. And then the chain smoker, what, what was it called? The chain smokers. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I started saying that. I was like, that's a weird name for it a band. It is a weird name. But um, very, chain smokers. They were very 2016. And who was it? Miranda Lambert? Or Carrie Underwood. I don't know who the other person. I don't. I didn't pay any attention. to They that. canceled. I'm like, ooh, this is getting rough very quickly. If that cup race hadn't have been as good as it was, we would have be having a hard conversation <laughs> right now. Could have been ropes. Yeah, I thought it was awesome, but it was just so. It was that I I I wanted to punch everyone in the face that like during the rain delays we're tweeting like, hey, it's sunny at Road America right now. Hey, it's, it's sunny, sunny in Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know what you're helping? Nothing. Just shut up. Like that's, that's just shut up. My tweet, I think, encapsulates it. It was how I felt, but I think it encapsulates my whole thing. Is, uh, I tweeted the, the video of you're not laughing now, are you? This was after the race, and it was, uh, from me. Quote. You sat around and hoped for the sport you quote-unquote love to fail today. You hated to see people enjoying something you couldn't. Things were different. You couldn't stand that. You know who you are. Hashtag NASCAR Chicago. So my thing is, if you love NASCAR so much and you love all this stuff, why is it that every time they try something that doesn't just completely go for what you're about, you want it to fail? That's like, hey, the pilot of this, you know, the pilot on this plane, I think they're doing an all right job. But on this plane, three rows up ahead of me, there's some person I really don't like. I hope the pilot crashes the entire plane and kills everyone to kill that person. <laughs> that like literally, that's like kind of the the kind of the vibe that I got where it's like people are like, "Man, NASCAR spent all this money and went to do this. I hope this cripples NASCAR financially for decades to come." It's like, "What is wrong with you people?" Yeah. If you love the sport, then you should be rooting for this to succeed, not praying and hoping that it fails so NASCAR looks like a bunch of idiots and no one watches anymore. It's like, what are you... You're trying to kill the sport you love. I don't understand the hatred for noob. It's stupid. Yeah. I think, ultimately, we both have very positive reviews of this past weekend. Sunday, more specifically. Did you find anything wrong with the fact that they called the race back to 75 laps when they did? Okay, so the difference in that for me is I want to know that it was communicated very well to every team where it's, okay, we have made this decision, get on the radio, every single team, we are calling this to 75 laps. Everyone knows at the exact same moment. It might have happened that way, it might not have. But my thing is, if you're going to make a race-altering decision, everyone needs to know at the exact same time. So the way that communication works is the spotters in the spotter stand have NASCAR official radio going. It is their responsibility to relay that to the teams. Now, they also have their own team's radio going on at the same time so keep that in mind, you know? But I think Denny Hamlin said something that was interesting to me. 
where he was saying in the last, it was already the last fuel cycle. So you were already messing with everybody's fuel strategy, you know? Yeah. That was an interesting idea. Like, it was a thought process of going, yeah, that that's not ideal because it's obviously going to benefit some of them more than others. But in all honest truth, it's going to do that no matter when you make that call a little bit, you know? Also, shout out to Kevin Harvick. Watch this. Hit play. Oh no, cars are passing me. What am I to do? Pull out in front of them. <laughs> How many spots can you lose like that? None. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Here's my here's my gripe. Let's get into RSO picks right now. Let's just get into it right now. So we're looking at this is of course lap forty nine, lap fifty. This is when the big pileup happened. Forty nine. Also, look at Van Gisbergen in eighteenth. That's crazy. So, the big pileup happens. William Byron gets sent into the wall. Kevin Harvick gets also sent, I guess, by Corey, Corey LaJoy. LaJoy. Hmm. Who has a neon number? That's, I mean, a lot of them do, but that just yeah. caught me off guard. So, this is after the whole debacle where Haley, Dylan, Elliot stayed up front. So, they get spun. Okay, there goes around Harvick. There's LaJoy, Bubba. Whatever. Okay, so let's see here. I might be about to launch an official protest in Turnpike Court because right here, here is A.J. Allmendinger, my pick for the race. There he goes. He gets tapped on the back by McDowell just a little bit, and then he squeezes on through this wreck, gets ahead of Kevin Harvick. Then Kevin Harvick pulls out in front of Martin Truex Jr., thus completely making the pileup, Okay. Let's now <laughs> let's now take a look at this next kind of highlight here. So take note, there's let's see. I think they might are they showing the rest of that replay? No, they're not. So my thing is I am fairly certain at that restart, they did not put everyone back in the right place. They did not. They actually Absolutely knew they did not. Absolutely did not. So here's what happened. Um, NASCAR claimed the track was blocked, which granted it was. When Kevin Harvick blocked it. <laughs> and so the easiest way for them to place everybody was to go back to the last timing loop before the, the caution. That was their decision. It's terrible. Because you could have at least like go back to where it starts. You could have at least um put out put to the back uh William, uh Kevin, Kevin, Corey. Maybe. Yep, Corey. Bubba was involved. Boom. Right there. Those people that are involved to the back. The so the twenty four, the four, the twenty three, the seven. Whoever's right there. Those folks. Yep. And then these people, the 19, the 17, the 16, which is the one I'm going on because that was my They pick, would get ahead They of should be ahead of everyone in this pack. You're 100% correct. NASCAR, that's the call they made is they went back to the previous scoring loop. Okay. So for reference, before all of this fun stuff kicked off, Haley, Dylan, Elliott were running 23, 24, 25. My pick, Almendinger, 
was running top 10. Because of this whole just shenanza going on with that, the the changing of the 75 laps, my guy ends up like 15th, 16th, and you end up third or second, third. Third. So I think it was funny that not only did Chase Elliott run like garbage all day. Oh, yeah. In a backup car. The one week <laughs> that I pick him, I, well, you pick him, and I pick Almondinger. Almondinger's been running very well all day. Super good. That's when there's an act of God to rain eight inches of rain. <laughs> do all that. Delay it to shorten the race enough for you to do that and then have the big one happen for it to get reset. All these little things happened for <laughs> you to beat me this time. So, yeah, let's look at that. And you it's pick. just, stu- I just got screwed over four different ways. AJ Allmendinger finished 17th on the day, getting you 24 points. Was running top 10. Chase Elliott, like we said, finished third. Was running 25th. Me, give me 38 points. That brings the points to green, 534. Turnpike, 475. I think it's a 59-point gap. I got screwed over. I'm very <laughs> upset. Very upset. That was an interesting call, to say the least. It's the wrong call. Because they, you didn't should throw, be they didn't throw anyone to the back. No. It's ridiculous. Literally nobody. Because I think what they were trying to say is, like, uh, everyone's involved because the track's blocked. Because <laughs> I think technically what they end up calling a lot of times involved is, did you keep... um. Your track position? No, did well, yes, but did you keep race pace or yep. a reasonable pace? Well, <laughs> everyone stopped. So, um, yeah, it, that was definitely a weird call. I just cannot believe that that is the series of ridiculous events that led to you getting a P three and me getting a P seventeen. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. It's it's ridiculous. I, everyone I pick either DNFs or they're leading the race and they blow a tire or it's just ridiculous how much bad luck the turnpike pick brings upon people. Yeah, it's it's rough. Stupid. Is there anything else Chicago we need to talk about? Not that I can really think of. I'm just like rewatching the highlights because one thing that I noticed like crazy is the 91 car wasn't necessarily the fastest car. It was just he drove so perfect. No mistakes. Knew how to take every corner. Was perfect racing line the whole way. It was just out. He just straight up out drove him. Yeah, he, he didn't did. have a fast car and just rocket shipped in front of everybody. He just out talented everyone in that whole race. That's an interesting thing because how many of those people do you think have done a street course before? Uh, Probably none of them. Well, your pick has. Technically. Um, I mean, it just depends what these guys did before they went to Cup because, like, Dinger's done IMSA stuff. Yeah. So he's done Long Beach. But, I mean, most of these guys, they've never done a street course in their life. If NASCAR ain't shutting down... Uh, the Cup Series isn't shutting down major city streets. Do you think ARCA is? No. Exactly. 
So, um, I I think I next year I need a pledge for uh, trucks and Arca to do Chicago street course. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like you, we saw how much calamity there was with like the Cup Series. Yeah, would it not have been great to Arca, see Arca breaks at Chicago street course? <laughs> also, on on this wreck with Bubba, Bubba at and the Ricky. End. I don't know what Bubba was doing. I know he's not a great street course racer, but I don't know what he was doing. That is Is it about to show it right here? Here it is. He just cooked he just cooked. <laughs> Why it. was he down there? And we always talk about like poor Stenhouse, who has terrible luck. Stenhouse. Yeah. He got collected in a wreck that he had nothing to do with. I don't do call with. him that because he has bad luck. I just I just don't know what Bubba was doing. I just really don't know. I think he tried to hero ball it and it just didn't. It just uh, it just didn't work, but man, look at it's so cool to see all the people standing around the track. Was Button in the fifty one again? The fifteen. Fifteen. Who's in the fifty one? Uh, Lally. Andy, Andy Lally. Lally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Jensen was in running like twenty first. Yeah. Formula One World Champion. Pretty good for 21st. a Rick Ware car. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> for the equipment he's been giving, that's actually pretty good. Right. So yeah, it's it was crazy. It was so enjoyable though. I had such a good time watching that, this race. I'm gonna be honest. That's my favorite race in a while. This has been my ra- this is definitely my race of the year. I am as soon as I have a little money to throw at it. I am buying Chicago Street Course on iRacing. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet that would be super fun, dude. It's on AI. Oh really? Yeah. So I'd like get like the truck series. I get whatever. Well then I'm gonna have to come over and I'm gonna have to dude. I'm gonna do have it. To, I'm gonna have to run it because you know how I like my street courses. Oh yeah. So, but. Um, but yeah, that was a good, good weekend. It was a success. Uh, resounding success. All sorts of people were there. Crazy amounts of people watching it. Indy 500 level TV numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's just so awesome. It was just so awesome. Major success of a weekend and a big told you so to all the idiots on Twitter that were like, no, we need to go back to Daytona. It's like, shut up. Shut Speaking up. of shut up, we're going to Atlanta next week. We are. Who are we picking? I hate Atlanta. I I, I mean, like old Atlanta. I don't care for either of them, actually. I what? I loved old Atlanta. I don't care for old. Really? Atlanta. I, well, I never really got to really enjoy. Yeah, old you Atlanta. didn't because you were new. So that's a, it's like yeah, I don't have a lot of connections to old tracks. Like I was like North Wilkesboro. I'm like, I've, I have no connection. <laughs> like, who dis? I have no connection to North Wilkesboro, so I really don't care. I care about new. I care that it's it's new for me, but I don't care that it's just old. Yeah. <laughs> All these idiots that are like, hey, hey, are, you know what? Running in the streets of Chicago, that's terrible. You know what we should be running? We should be running some track that was built in 1492 in the middle of nowhere. It's 1942. No, fourteen ninety two. No, nineteen four. Christopher Columbus built this racetrack. Ah, he said, "King of Portugal, give me money, and I'm gonna build a super speedway in Bumluck, Indiana." Is that? Well, a, then I guess we're racing in Bumluck. <laughs> where Where is Bumluck? Is Bumluck in, in? Where is Bumluck? I think that's a real place. Is it not? Viewer in Bumluck, Indiana, is like. Stop talking about my town. <laughs> I don't know if it's a real place. 
Anyway, we need to make picks for this weekend. Why well, won? It's your your pick. You shouldn't have won. Keep that in mind. Keep in mind, you still have uh, Ty Dillon and BJ McLeod. Keep available. in mind, shut up. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to Atlanta. Hmm. Let's think about it. Noah Gragson is you also did, you available. Didn't take, you didn't take Almondinger off my list. Well, you can't pick him. <laughs> Dang it. I can't believe neither of us were like, yeah, I'm going to save a pick and pick Van Gisbergen for Chicago. Neither of us neither of us did. I didn't know he was racing. I forgot. I remembered, but I didn't think enough to pick him. Uh, I, I don't know do... that I would have, though. Because, I mean, Raikkonen last time did. Yeah. Abysmal. Give me Austin Dillon. Let's see. Well, that leaves me with... Ooh, am I going to regret this? Because I feel like he either has a pretty good day or a terrible day. Hmm. Ooh, I still have him, though. What races we got left before playoffs? We got Atlanta, Loudon, Pocono, Richmond, Michigan, Indy Road. Oh, Indy Road. Um, Walton's Glen, Daytona. They put Indy Road and Walton's Glen back to back? That's stupid. Uh, I want him next week, so I better do that. Um, Brad Kozlowski. Okay, good pick. You got You got a lot of my internal thoughts there. But I'm I'm not I was about to elaborate what I was saying, but I'm not going to now because that shows who I want to pick next week. <laughs> That's too much information to give you. Well, I for one am out of things to talk about. I've complained enough. Who'd you pick? I got a mark record right in here. I done forgot. Austin Dillon. Yeah, you did pick him. Because okay, it's go. it's about time for Austin Dillon to luck into one of the super speedways. So. <laughs> luck, more like right hook Eric Almarola. <laughs> Check the calendar, boys. It's getting to that time of the year. Check your calendars, Eric Almarola. Check your rear Check mirror. Check your rear mirror. And you're back. Yeah, have, I don't think we've heard any official word on if he's retiring at the end of the season or not. So, and if we did, it wouldn't matter because <laughs> he'd change his mind. <laughs> yeah, he he. I'm he's worse than Mark Martin. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Which I don't know if you get that joke or not. But I'm, I'm aware of all that. He Mark came back like two or three times. Yeah, He's Tom Brady. All right. Yep. And with that, that is going to conclude another episode of the world's worst NASCAR podcast, where we get worse every week. Let's go. Eventually, we're going to like run out of worse to go and like not have a show anymore if we market Eventually, that, we're right? just going to shut down. We're just going to kill the show. I mean, might as well. So are we done? I think we're done. This is the last show? No. Oh. Not, not the last show. I mean, it should be. <laughs> the viewers are like, thank goodness. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Heck, we Heck must tune in. It. We have been forced. We are contractually obligated to watch the show. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Me on Twitter at Turnpike underscore. Oh, me at RSO underscore green. I wasn't paying attention. Be sure to follow us on all that stuff at Right Sides Pod on Twitter. Also, at Right Sides only on Instagram, even right though we don't post there. We don't. 
Um, we it's do. We are on Threads now. I am on Threads, and Right Size Only is on Threads. I what don't is think threads? there are. It's Instagram's version of Twitter that just launched. What? Yeah. Um, so I've been are, under a rock. I apologize. Yeah, I'm boomer. You are literally <laughs> the biggest boomer in the world. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we're on there. Find me, guys. At, I'm 21. If you're wondering, I just, I'm just not. He lives in a cave. Uh, I am. <laughs> is it good? It's okay. I mean, like it just like launched yesterday at like seven thirty. So really, yeah. Then why are y'all saying I'm under a rock? Because it's people have been talking about it nonstop. I I've been at work. You I do, work like you. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> like I work too. Quit twittering and driving. <laughs> Quit twittering. I guess threading. Threading. Yeah. Sounds like you're sewing though. <laughs> yeah. Instead of check out this tweet, it's yeah. Check out this thread on threads. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, follow me or whatever at, uh, the user is howdy I'm turnpike because it's connected. So you can only Why make Why didn't a, you do turnpike underscore? Because that name's already taken. It's connected that to your- jerk, inst- did you look up who it was? It's connected to your Instagram account. So whatever your Instagram account, like you can't make a threads account unless you have an Instagram account. Yeah. And then whatever your Instagram account is, that's what your threads account is. Like they're connected. Oh. Like I can't be- Jimbo one two three on Instagram and then be something else on Threads. It's you have to be Jimbo one two three is now Jimbo one two three. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. So, huh? I'll show that to you anyway. Be sure to tune in next week. <laughs> Help the boomer with when the technology. We <laughs> teach Dylan how to take a picture with a smartphone. Okay, I'm not stupid. 